1987, ABC executives conspired to create the perfect piece of children's entertainment. Unfortunately, it was crap. We are the Deep Geeks, and you're gonna love my clowns. I'm Mark. I'm Avery. Hello. And this uh, episode we will be looking at Little Clowns of Happy Town. Yeah, we've, uh, we, we, we have our regrets, to say the least. This one's a bit... Um, Saccharine. And by a bit, we mean... Uh, well... Ha. We're talking like a two-litre bottle of Sunny D here. You know, technically, we could have not done this. Yeah, we could have done. Which but is the most tragic part of it. <laughs> the thing is, is we only we only actually kind of learned that it technically wasn't a geek production until after the fact that we watched it. Yeah, I mean, to really make sure, I had to buy the DVD and then watch all the way through to the end credits of an episode. I mean, the thing is, is the end credits are existent online. Whoops. Anyway, uh, if you hear some shuffling about in the background, don't worry. That's just the dog being excessively comfortable. It's normal. You should be used to that by now. <laughs> so, um, before we go into uh, the history, um, that that we could find, what do you remember <laughs> about little uh, clowns of happy town um the, the, um i remember being absolutely horrified like a couple of weeks ago when i first encountered the theme tune yeah this is one that we knew nothing about so clowns clowns what do you remember about clowns as a child <laughs> hmm. um god i don't actually think i remember much to be honest um i remember that a while ago my Dad was reading Stephen King's It, and that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> Clowns are very much the It thing right now. Yeah. Um, so, I guess this makes us a topical podcast now? Hooray! Um, I think I had a clown for my April 9th birthday party. Right. Maybe earlier. Mm-hmm. How uh, did that go? Fine. Oh, okay. They were also a magician. Oh, cool. That's that's pretty sweet, actually. <laughs> that's the best kind of party yeah, clown. Yeah, double I mean, trouble you, right there. If, you, uh, if you're a double threat uh, party clown and can do magic tricks <laughs> as well. Double threat. Better. Absolutely, a double threat. Okay. <laughs> Just not in the uh, the um, Stephen King's It sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the double threat there, of course, being clown and giant spider. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I, I've never really liked clowns. Not as a fear thing, but just that they're a bit shit. Yeah, they're, they're, this... they're, they're, a bit, they're a bit of a cliche when it comes to horror villains, and like the entire whole shtick of them is just a bit, yeah. And like when it really comes down to it, jesters are really superior. 
<laughs> in many different ways. Yeah, I mean, I'm not entirely sure where clowns, as we understand them, kind of evolved from. There's certainly um, a big chunk of uh, 1920s American hobo in the current design. Mm. But aside from that, I guess there's bits of French mime in there. A little bit, yeah, a little bit. But I'm not 100% on... uh, where that kind of sort of clown goes, and they are the thing is, they are far far inferior to uh, jesters. Jesters, yeah. I mean, the thing is, jesters jesters have better jokes. They have better fashion sense, and generally, they're nicer people to be around. Well, they they they're also got the better symbolism because they are the the the. Uh, in fiction, jesters are always the characters who are outwardly foolish, but are actually far more intelligent and wise than the characters themselves. Yeah. Um, the fool appears in several Shakespeare plays as basically the the grounding of the character, especially in Lear. Mm. And never read a lick of Shakespeare in my life. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> I skipped high school. That's why. <laughs> yeah. I mean, essentially, the fool is there in literature to to sit behind the throne and tell them that they are mortal. It's. Yeah. Uh, I mean, also, it makes me think of two different things, video game wise. It makes me think of um, Knight from Knights into Dreams, who's sort of jester ish. Harlequin. Yeah, that's more Harlequin than jester. Yeah. But, I mean, Harlequin and Jesters are very close to each other oh, yes. as it is. Harlequins um, are just kind of like slash, pretty much less jokey versions Harlequin of Jesters. Harlequin is Italian, maybe? I believe so. They have nicer dress sense as well than Jesters. It, yeah. The, 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 the kind of ordering of things kind of goes Harlequin, Jester, Clown, really. Yes, yes. Um, but the other thing it also makes me think of is the Jester from the Discworld point-and-click adventure game. <laughs> With the little Chucky hat. Now, I'm not talking like the Chucky doll horror thing. No, I'm talking like a miniaturized doll head of himself called Chucky that is voiced by him, but also is its own sentient thing, apparently. And yeah. it goes, Oh, Chucky, Chucky, Chucky! I'm trying to remember if that was directly from the books, but that's not something I remember. Oh, no, I don't. I think the jester was definitely in the books, though. Uh, I'm not sure if there Chucky are was. several jests. No, not that many jesters. There are lots of clowns. Mm. There is the jester's college, college that is next to the assassins uh, <laughs> guild. Um, well, how convenient! <laughs> that's directly from the books, but kill him uh, with laughter. Oh, God, and the creepy room full of eggs, which is a real thing. Basically, uh, traditionally, to copyright your face paint as a clown, uh, you paint it on an egg, and then it's stored in with all the other ones. <laughs> so there is a kind of... There, there are these huge rooms in the most prestigious clown organisations that are just hundreds upon hundreds of lined-up, hard-boiled egg shells... <laughs> I suppose they're probably not hard-boiled. They're probably um, drained. Uh, Just with different clown uh, (laughs) um, appearances on each one. That's fucking great. Um, But no, aside from uh, those obvious, uh, my my mind of thinking... Clowns just make me think of um, P.F. Managic's Balls. (laughs) (laughs) A game which had both a jester and a clown. Yeah, it did, didn't it? (laughs) 
because evidently they ran out of ideas very quickly. So, um, I guess I should talk about the history that there is of this TV show nobody cares this, about. This mostly lost TV show. Yeah. Little Clowns of Happy Town is a mess to research, so much in fact that we're not even 100% sure that Deke had any involvement in its creation. Certainly, they're not in the credits of the cartoons themselves, yet they're listed as a production company on both Wikipedia and IMDb, and their logo is plastered on the cover of the 2004 UK DVD release. At best guess, Deke acquired Little Clowns of Happy Town sometime between its creation in 1987 and the UK DVD release in 2004, but it also seems likely that Deke could have gained the rights to it during either the ABC merger or the 1990s. Marvel bankruptcy. Regardless, it says Deke on the DVD case, so we're pretty much obliged to do it. Little Clowns of Happy Town was an attempt by ABC to create wholesome and entirely uncontroversial entertainment for children. Or, as Destroyer Duck co-writer Buzz Dixon, who works on the show, puts it, an attempt to deliberately engineer a show for kids with no conflict, no violence, and no victim-based humour. He continued, We couldn't have the little clowns actually throw pies at one another, but a little clown could place a pie on the ground, and then another little clown could accidentally trip and fall face first in it. Beyond a shadow of a doubt, the show was an abomination in the eyes of God and man, we shall speak of it no more. According to Tom Minton, who wrote for, amongst other things, Tiny Toon Adventures, Animaniacs and Phineas and Ferb, a studio executive once waved the Little Clowns of Happy Town story bible in his face in early 1988 and told him that it was the best such document that had ever been produced. The same executive would later be fired from the company for embezzlement and wound up working as a cashier in a local Walmart. The show ran for something like 18 episodes, we're not even sure of that, between September 1987 and July 1988. Apart from the four or five episodes contained on the PAL DVD from 2004, it is considered a piece of lost media. Some would argue that it's better that way. So, yeah, as you can tell from that, this show has a... Rather interesting history, to say the least. I could find more from people who worked on it complaining about it than I could for anything else about the history of the show. Yeah, it's very weird how it's just this completely missing little bit, and yet it's also somehow part of the Jeep catalogue despite them having absolutely zero involvement in it. It's very... it's it's very odd, for that matter. Yeah. Um... I did notice that you missed out one little bit about uh, it being lost. Oh, go on. And that um, at some point earlier this year, someone online had found a Korean bootleg DVD of the show which contained most of the missing episodes, albeit in Korean. Ah. Well, that's... Uh... <laughs> it's, yeah, it's very interesting that little fact came up. If so... only we could do the same for early Doctor Who. <laughs> But, I mean, you know, so, there are, like, episodes out there. The, the full thing does exist. It's been proven through that, but, I mean... Yeah, I have seen bits of another episode, so there are... I mean, there's more VHSs than there are the DVDs, so and there's, there's certainly things oh. knocking around, but it's not easy to access in any way, shape, or form. There's also proof that there is a... Uh, oh, God, fuck. I think it's... Uh, Arabic, I think, or Hebrew. Uh, yes, I think there's an um, Arabic. Uh, yeah, it's either Arabic or Hebrew. I think I'm pretty sure it's Arabic version it's Arabic. of it that's uh, kicking about. 
much the same way there was a Hebrew version. another bunch of episodes rather yeah. than the whole thing again. Um, it was actually, I believe it was the same episodes that were found on the DVD. Ah. So the ones cheaply licensed out to uh, international yeah. DVD releases. So yeah, um, to be honest, uh, the fact that it is missing is one of the most interesting things about it, because the show itself is appalling. Yeah, it's one of the first things you'll know when you start it up, providing like it's starting with the theme tune, is immediate regret. Yeah. <laughs> immediate regret and stomach-churning happiness. Um, I mean, what would you consider more uh, vomit-inducing? Would you consider the theme tune itself to be vomit-inducing or the colours used throughout the show to mm. be more vomit-inducing? Well, I mean, you know me, I like my kind of visual overload kind of stuff, so, like, clashing colours is never really an issue for me, but at the same time, I have to agree, the colours used on this show are really atrocious. This isn't the worst animated Deke series we've seen. No, and that's mainly because it wasn't animated by any of the usual companies that Deke Well, that's to. true. That's not actually Deke. And one yeah. of the episodes was blatantly done by a completely different studio who had better art but weren't as good at animating it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the worst animated series we've seen, but uh, it's the ugliest? Yes, I would definitely go with that. The character designs are largely boring. Nothing really stands out about them to the point that, like... The only thing that really identified each of the individual little clowns was the clothing they were wearing. Well, they're all in clown makeup. Yeah, that's the kind of the problem. <laughs> See, in generic clown makeup. Yeah, with very little to actually. I mean, like you could have done some fun stuff with that. You could have given each character like um, specific like makeup markings or something. Just to identify them. Or well, they also have like very similar body shapes because once you've named your series Little Clowns, you've already limited yourself t- <laughs> um, to how f- different your characters can be in height. Yeah, basically. Um, but we should probably talk about what the show is, seeing as the concept itself is bizarre. Um, the Little Clowns of Happy Town are a. Well. I may be looking into it too much, but they seem to be kind of some sort of uh, cultural minority group within a um, city with their own schools and their own culture. Certainly their parents are also clowns. Yeah, there is this weird kind of insinuation going on that the little clowns themselves are some kind of splinter group from other humans. Well... I mean, one of the descriptions of the show that I read from somebody who worked on it described it as a clown ghetto within a city. Yeah. Um, but I think ghetto in more of the 80s uh, black American sense than... Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And oh, I can God. see that. Yeah. But they don't do anything with it because it's a nice saccharine show that doesn't use any of this odd concept to its advantage? Much like when we did um, Meet the Deedles, I've got a small list of notes here to go through. It's not as extensive as we were, as we did it with Deedles. Well, but, um, we were very thorough about Meet the yeah, Deedles. Uh, mainly because it went on for an hour long, <laughs> over an hour. Yeah. Oh, boy. And we discussed it in detail. 
Yeah, we pretty much went to I tried to cut out described, detail and you we, demanded I put it back in. Yes, we described the entire movie in like 40 minutes and it's a 90-minute film, so, you know. Yeah, but, fair um, enough. We've already talked about that far too much as it is. Um, we've already touched on the fact that the theme is horrifying and that everything's ugly as hell. Um, and also the fact that the weird thing of normal humans being in the same world raising a lot of questions... Uh, I've also got the concept of Happy Town being an ultimately happy place with specifically one person making wanting to make everyone sad is a stupid fucking setup. Now hold on, hold on. I don't think the the place they live is actually called Happy Town. It I, is called Happy Town. I think that yes, but I think the Happy Town is the area of the city in which clowns live, like Chinatown. I disagree. I think that the city itself. No, because there was a no. junkyard with the name of no. the actual city itself on it. Yes, but... But that might be also, one city over. The thing is, on the episode where where one of the fucking cl- little clowns goes from as an exchange student to another yes. school, he is specifically introduced as Pranky from Happy Town, and then the other character is What's-A-Face from Japan. Well, that still doesn't prove anything, that's, because, yes, it's, that's because still, an area of a city and a uh, and an entire country I is still think that, not that different from a city and an entire country. I still think that Happy Town is the name of the entire place I that it takes place in. I don't think it is. I think it's called Itty Bitty City. Mm, I, mm. Because there is the Itty Bitty City junkyard that they end up in. I, uh, um, at the end I, of the train track in, episode, in the third one we saw. Regardless, my point still stands. It's a stupid fucking setup. Yes. <laughs> okay, for God's sakes. Always have to. You're always fucking bloody pedant, you are. Tell I'm you what. Not pedant. I you are a pedant! <laughs> Shut the fuck up, you are a pedant. Okay, okay. I. 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 I that's generally, genuinely how I interpreted it. I think it happens in a city called Itty Bitty City, which is a terrible, terrible name for a city. Yeah. Uh, clown is being thrown around like Smurf when it explicitly doesn't work like that. Okay, the basically what's... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. they do that. I can't, I can't describe that any better. They, they use clown randomly. Just Clown-tastic. To, yeah. Uncle Clown. It's it's just the Deedles again. It's just the Deedles again. It's just inserting the word Deedle into random other words. It's yeah. It's just the same thing. It doesn't work. Um, why can only one of them talk in random animal sounds, and how can everyone understand him? We're talking about the little kid, the the younger clown called Badum Bump, uh, otherwise be- known as Bumper. Because he's the kid sidekick. That's the kid sidekick. That's just how cartoons work. That's that's that that's the most normal thing in this cartoon. I guess. Um, everyone has an annoying or grating voice. Yeah, everyone, every single even character, the humans, which is astonishing because some of the cast here are quite notable. Yeah, indeed. Um, Always be bad is a terrible name, especially for a villain. Right. Okay. The setup of the show itself is that there are a group of clowns who go around making people happy and going to clown school. They are opposed by just some random evil dude whose entire thing is to make people unhappy and antagonise clowns. There is no motive. He just does it. He's just there. Monokuma, he ain't. He feels like a Gargamel figure if you completely forget that Gargamel has goals. Mm, mm. I mean, Gargamel wants to eat Smurfs. (laughs) 
or use them for magic, or whatever it is. Yeah, the Smiths was, like, weirdly dark, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, I mean, let's, yeah. face, let's face it, it was a Belgian comic strip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. And, but, um, what's his name? It's, uh, I have it written down. Which one, down. which one, which one? The villain. The villain, always be bad. I literally just said it. Apparently it's awful, be bad. Uh, sure. Both. It doesn't really matter. It's, awful be bad is a last terrible name. name. Is still be bad. Yeah, yeah. Awful be bad is a terrible name for a villain. Yeah. Uh, and yet he is the best designed character in this. Well, he just looks a bit like Dick Dastardly. Yeah, and was a character designed by someone who works on rack, wacky races. Yeah, wacky races. Good job. <laughs> wacky races. I'm very sorry. I'm spoonerizing a hell of a lot today. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, it's, I mean, the concept <laughs> is, no, I'm not even going to say the concept is sound. The concept is no, boring. it's really not. It's, it's, the entire point of the, car- the cartoon is just nothing. There's no reason for this cartoon to exist. I mean, the, the whole clowns as a society within our society thing is a great idea and it does nothing with it meanwhile it goes to stock tropes of it's it's care bears yeah it's care bears with a bunch of clowns (laughs) they somehow made a more boring version of care bears we quite liked care bears (laughs) but that was mainly because it was like delightfully on like off kilter for what it was yeah i mean care bears had a lot of weird visuals and some ideas to it and some variety whereas this is washing kids into being happy this Ooh. is the villain well, no, sure uses a weird smoke machine thing to make people miserable and it only have it only works on specific people who are necessary for the plot and then the clowns do something to make everyone happy again like have a parade or help make a video project or do a performance of some kind. Oh, yeah, yeah. And everyone can is we just, happy Can again. we just touch on the video project one about the Japanese exchange student kid okay. that was there? This is an episode <sighs> in which, as we've already mentioned, one of the clowns, Pranky. one of the Happy Town clowns, specifically Pranky, the possibly the main clown? No. Big Top's the main clown. Big Top's the main clown. Pranky <laughs> is the red-haired, stripy-trousered kid who has the most irritating voice. Right, but I wouldn't <clears throat> notice the difference if there wasn't a slight difference in height. Yeah, I've managed to lock down, like, I've managed to identify every single one of the little clowns. By which mean you worked out which one was which and through then... Through their clothing. Uh, uh, through clothing and then tried to apply it to names uh, because... Well, no, because I remembered which, like, some of them are explicitly referred to as names. Right. By names. Especially Good. in the theme Well, I'm sure well. they are at some... All are at some point, but I can't tell the they're difference. All, they're all acknowledging the I can't tell the difference between half of them. Well, yeah. Because the design is so generic. Regardless, uh, they go um, as... He goes as an exchange student to this school, which is odd because there isn't a student from this school going back to his school. For it to be an exchange programme, it has to go both ways. It's implicit in the word exchange. Yeah, that's a very good point. I still... Because, I mean, that's... That's the confusing thing, though. That's literally what I was saying. Like, it's confusing because exchange students wouldn't work realistically within that because according to the rules of the universe that the show itself set up, only the clowns go to the clown school because you don't see 
like regular humans going there. I guess, but then it might simply. And at that, at that point, why what would regular here? humans do there if they went there? I suppose it comes Or then get to, uh... assimilated into the clown cult. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a canon thing, apparently. Uh, yeah, there was definitely... There was definitely a line or two that confirmed that theory. That people Which could theoretically weird. get assimilated into being a clown. Yes. We can't let the... If the clowns get to him first, they'll clown, clownize him or something yeah, similar. Yeah, clownerize him. Clownerize. And I think, not sure they meant it that way, but it certainly comes off as that way. Yeah. And death of the author, or at least complete apathy of the authors. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, the exchange student. So Frankie is one of the exchange students. The other exchange student is this young girl from Japan, whose name I can't remember, because she only appears in this episode, and her name is probably mentioned about twice. And... Um, of course, her being Japanese, they made her as stereotypical as possible, and she's wearing a kimono the entire time. And also, as part of their plan to throw away the gloom dust that ends up going over the school for whatever reason, they make a Chinese dragon. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I saw that. Yeah. 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 Don't you know that all of East Asia is the same? Mm. And my final note is just a quote that was said by one of the human kids that is honestly the best takeaway that I've got from this entire show. Is it just, this is boring? No, it was, if clowns can't help, I may as well give up. Yeah. Um, this is all made somewhat worse by the fact that there are two uh, musical sequences per episode. <laughs> Yeah, there's also that. Why are there two musical sequences per episode? It's all... For some reason, there animated... There are lessons that are just generic, turn that frown upside down, really unhelpful things. Yes. On Dis- the face of it, like, if you really gaze into it, it feels like it's trying to be this self-help program to help you learn how to not be depressed. But at the same time, it handles it so... Ham-fistedly, that is just... Here's the thing. According to the credit, they consulted with mental health organisations. Yeah. And yet, the entire message is, if you're depressed, buck up. Yeah, pretty much. Laughter is the best medicine. There are no other medicines. Oh, God. And also, it just kind of gives terrible advice to kids in general. Um, There's definitely a few that are a bit... um... Or nuance, let us say. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, you can just start over again at any point. Yep, that was the exact one I was thinking of. (laughs) So yeah, um, we should probably go through the characters and their ridiculously uh, famous voice actors in some cases. Yeah. Um, Big Top. Which one was Big Top? Top hat with red hair. Ah, the tall one. Mm. The main leader of the crew, as indicated by the name Big Top. Uh, voiced by Danny Kukuksi, uh, who was Montana Max in Tiny Toons, and also John Connor's best friend in Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Huh. Yeah. Well, that's quite a step up. Yeah, that's that's a bit of a difference. Um, Badum Bump, that's... Uh... Yellow hat, sound effects kid. Right, that's the one with the balloon hat, right? 
I guess. I don't I know. I think it's a balloon hand. It looks a bit like a condom. But I just said... I think it's supposed to be a... I just said yellow heart. I think it's supposed to be a um, a long-form balloon that's been twisted round and tied. Right. Uh, it doesn't look like that, but... Also it's... called Bumper in the uh, show. Right. Uh, voiced by Frank Welker, um, who, of course, uh, did the line roars in The Lion King. <laughs> And Abu in Aladdin, and probably more importantly, has been Fred in Scooby Doo since the first series. Yeah. That guy has had the same job since 1968. Hey, it must pay well. <laughs> uh, hiccup. Yellow ballerina dress with blonde hair. As in the worst design? Uh, yes. Possibly the plainest, most. Definitely the worst design, and also the most literal name. She literally hiccups in every sentence. Well, that's true. I mean, if you're going to come up with a character aspect for a female character. <sighs> anyway. Uh, played by Susan Blue, um, who went on to being a voice and or dialogue director in uh, kind of everything from the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to Ben 10 Omniverse. Wow. Um, just, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, evidently, she just went on to uh, be good at... <laughs> yeah. ...at uh, doing um, dialogue uh, direction for, for kid series. Hey, good on her. <laughs> uh, I, uh, tickles? Pink hair with heart buttons. I don't even remember that one. Uh, rarely appeared. Fair enough. R- rather rarely spoke, to Yeah, be yeah. Um, well, she, when she did speak, she was voiced by Alan Gerstel, uh, who is most notable as the voice of Rapture, who is one of the Stingers, the third band in Gem and the Holograms. Right, right. Pranky. Uh, red hair and stripy trousers. Right, right. The, the, the one that got sent off as an exchange student. Yes, yes. Well, he's voiced by Charlie Adler again. Yeah. Hello again, Charlie Adler. Charlie, what are you doing, mate? Voice of Buster Bunny. Good Lord, Charlie Adler jobs it. Yeah, jobber of the year every year, pretty much. Uh, blooper? Pink hat and spotty trousers. Never did anything interesting. Nope. Mr. Pickle Herring. Uh, the adult clown. <laughs> oh yes, yes. He's he's basically a clan professor, and therefore is the m- most close to being a tolerable character. Sort of, if he didn't have this fucking really goofy ass voice, but he's also a clown. So he's well, kind he's of trying to, to kind of voice. put on a um, Snagglepuss kind of. No, not no. Snagglepuss. No, Snagglepuss, no, Snagglepuss had a much better voice. Ah. Uh, now I can't p- picture where it's from. It's derivative. Let's just say that. Yes. It's um, definitely trying to imitate something else. I somehow managed to not write down the name of the actor, uh, but they also were Jughead in all of the 60s Archie series and Wade Duck from Garfield's US Acres. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Fucking Wade. All right, sure. And the guy who played Awful Be Bad, our hilariously generic villain who looks like Dick Dastardly and wears a uh, purple suit and bolas tie, uh, was Hillbilly Jim in last week's episode. <laughs> yes, voiced the guy who played Hillbilly Jim in Rock and Wrestling. Great. You know, you know what? 
Here's a question that I've asked before and I think I'd like to ask again. What would you do with a 2017 reboot of this? Axe it immediately. Yeah, probably fair. <laughs> are you suggesting then that there are no redeeming qualities about this series? Absolutely fucking none. I would do it as a live action series. I know about about community relations between this weird clown uh, this weird clown society and nearby just generic white people and it would be quickly axed as being racist we decided this wasn't technically a deke show didn't we yeah uh, this means that it doesn't go on our list, sadly enough. It does, however, go on our second list, the DNQ list. Now, this may be a little easy to rank. Avery, is Little Clowns of Happy Town better or worse than Sailor Moon? Worse. Well, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah. In case you forgot... The only other thing on our DNQ list is Sailor Moon. Yeah, that's that's literally the only other DNQ we've done. And we do have a few more insight. Um, at some point, Deke bought uh, uh, something. I think it's called Cowboys of Mumesa, with yes. "cow" being an acronym for. Um, uh, we'll be here all day. You don't need to remember it. It's like, something of the West. Yeah. Um, uh, which was created by Kevin Eastman, mm. who created Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. So we uh, are glad to have found an excuse to have to have done that, seeing as it is technically a Deke show now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and uh, I've also oh, got another... Night of the Zodiac. Ah, oh, Night of the Zodiac. I finally managed to buy a cheap DVD of the first few episodes of that. Thanks, Music Magpie. Uh, Deke's terrible Saint Seiya dub. One so infamous that it just doesn't seem to exist online anymore. Yeah. Well, I think that's mainly the doing of Viz uh, well, taking it down because they did the much better dub that didn't cut anything out. Uh, I I don't... Is there a Viz dub or is yes. it... Because most versions I see are subbed, but uh, I suppose Viz has to have dubbed it by this point. It's an 80s anime. Uh, regardless... Um, there's a few things to look forward to. Other things to look forward to include going to mostlycobolds.com. That's mostlycobolds.com and checking out our other podcast. Uh, most recently, we went to EGX and recorded an episode with some friends in a hotel room, and it was a blast. Join us again in two weeks. Our next episode will leave you spellbound. <laughs>